0: Hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear, the podcast where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. I am delighted to uh, introduce to you Kim Moss. Kim is the author of this powerful new book, Prophetic Community. Now, Kim Moss is an international speaker. She's the founder of Kim Moss Ministries. She was trained and equipped Churches, ministries, and individuals in the United States overseas to operate in the gift of prophecy. She holds dual ordination with the International Church of the Four Score for Gospel, yeah, and the Apostolic Network of Global Awakening. Kim earned her um, divinity ministry at Unit united theological seminary and her masters of divinity at the king's university kim and her husband live in california and uh, we'll tell you at the end of the podcast how you can connect with her but kim thank you so much for being with us today thank you for having me debbie it's such a pleasure to meet you finally it is yes i am so excited i was um telling people like, I don't know, she's a Foursquare pastor. How have you (laughs) ever met before? But I started when I was introduced to your book and, and, the prophetic community book that you had out, I was like, oh, that is so my heart. And I thought I need to have you on my podcast, introduce you to my listeners. And, um, I just want to jump right in if you're ready for this. Okay. All right. So the first question that I want to ask you is that in your book, you talk about the gift of prophecy often has questionable reputation. So how can prophets go forward to change this misconception
1: and share the word? Well, we were talking earlier, I was a pastor for several years before I started traveling the world and, um, and I would run into all kinds of issues with the prophetic because being a prophetic person and, and believing in the prophetic and wanting to see the prophetic come out more and more in my church and among my people, um, you start to run into the very things that we're going to talk about. You Mm know, um, you have, you have. People who believe that they are prophets, and I'm not saying that they're not, but um, they have no protocol. They have no uh, love for the church, really. Their gift really is about affirming themselves and building their own reputation. Sometimes it's even worse. It's for manipulation for personal gain. And you have those uh, those people, and we all have a measure of brokenness that God is restoring and healing, of course, and as as pa- as a pastor, as a person in the body of Christ, as a leader, I care about that. I want to see people restored. But when you come into my church, and um, and you are a visitor for the very first time, and you come to me and you say, Pastor Kim, I have a word for your church, and you need to let me give it. And then you intend to blast my people with some kind of judgment prophecy before you even find out who we are, what we stand for, where we've come from, and what we're actually pressing into the Lord for. Um, that's a problem, and um, it creates problems. And for many years, there has been problems between pastors and prophets and prophecy for years because of weirdness. Actually, because you have, you have in the old days, you would come to church and the same couple of people, usually older people, older generation, would stand up and and blast out a prophecy in the middle of of the pastor's sermon or middle of worship or various other uh, places during the service and interrupt everything. And the word would sometimes not make sense. Sometimes it'd be full of symbolism that nobody interpreted. You know, sometimes uh, it was a skating rebuke of something that actually they personally felt it was a personal Opinion of theirs, and so prophecy began to get a bad reputation. And um, beyond that, um, I had a I had a, a great conversation uh, once with Larry Randolph. I know we talked about him a little bit earlier, and uh, I interviewed him for my doctoral dissertation. And we talked about the prophetic. We talked about some of these very things, and um, and he said that uh, all too often those who begin to prophesy recognize they have a gift, you know, they they don't have proper mentoring and training, or uh the protocols have not been uh securely established in the truth in the in the church. And so they don't know where the where the limits are, where the boundaries are. They don't know how to operate in those boundaries. Sometimes so it's just immaturity. Um, But often it's because of a of a pride or a feeling that that we are so extra special because we hear the voice of the Lord. And You know the truth is everyone in the church everyone in the body has the holy spirit and the spirit is is the spirit of prophecy and power and so every one of us can prophesy and actually scripture says we should all prophesy and so um, when we operate in pride and we start to think that we're special then we use prophecy for our own gain rather than to edify to build up and to encourage Mm -hmm. and to comfort the church which is actually the purpose of prophecy as w you will know yeah Um, And so that becomes a problem. But I love one of the things that Randy pointed out, uh, Larry pointed out when we talked, and he said that um, many prophets in the church, not only have they caused problems, but pastors have been so afraid that um, this person who seemed to be very powerful and very anointed uh, is getting more attention and being uh, more loved and more respected and so given more authority with the people than the pastor has himself. And so there's been a problem on the pastoral side with insecurity. And that has um, for many, many years driven the prophet outside the church yeah. and not hasn't been actually a part of the body of Christ inside uh, a local church operating. And um, it's my personal pet peeve right now that I, I really believe that um, we're coming into a time when it's really important that the prophet's, Return to the church that they are uh, they are submitted to the leader of the church that the leaders of the church respect and honor uh, the prophet and their anointing and their mantle their calling and that when we begin to really submit to one another you know that's really the deal isn't it submitting to one another the prophet and the prophetic people need to understand that the pastor has been given a mandate and a responsibility over the flock. And we are just a messenger of God's voice. We offer the message. And then the pastor gets to decide when it is to be given to the church, how it is to be int- implemented. And then and then whether he does or not, that's actually between him and the Lord, and it's none of my business, actually. Because God will hold the pastor responsible because they receive the message now. And on the other end, the, the, um, uh, prophets and prophetic people need, they need mentoring. They need pastoring. They need accountability. You know, Mm -hmm. they need, they need to, uh, be able to withstand, um, giving a word and having it tested. Mm -hmm. And then if it's not right, owning that and being responsible for that and saying, Hey, I blew it. I'm sorry, you know, and yet not give up either. Right. Because we grow in our gifting just like, you know, as a pastor, I grew in preaching and uh, I grew in understanding scripture and I grew in, in being able to pray for people, lay hands on people and pray. I grew in understanding how to bring deliverance to someone who is demonized. You grow in all those other kinds of ministries. You, you grow in the prophetic ministry, too.
0: Yeah. No, that's so like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, oh, like I just released a podcast, uh, Submitted, Committed and Connected. It's a a chapter in my book that talks about the importance for prophetic people to be submitted, committed and connected. We don't want, it's not the time for the lone ranger or the lone wolf anymore. Um, But um, what I wanted to go back to is um, the part that you talked about that the prophecy is for all, because I have this, this thing that I wrote, um, I had these think on it things and it was like, ooh, shiny. And I was reading, <laughs> one time you know it because paul says in first corinthians 14 i want you to eagerly desire all of the spiritual gifts but especially the gift of prophecy right. because the one who prophesies is greater than and it's like i had this light bulb moment go is this why people misuse and abuse this gift is this why people are so hungry to want to exclusively own the gift that's for all and I loved how you said that this is something that we need to work together that we need to come together we need to honor the gifts in um, the pastor the prophet and create a culture really of um allowing people to come in and be corrected judge it oh that is something that I've been in the prophetic ministry for so long and if I would be like okay well I'll take that and pray about it and judge it people are like you can't do that I'm like I'm I'm pretty sure that the scripture says that you're supposed to judge things. Absolutely, good, right? And right. I, I loved. I, I knew that our books complemented each other um, so well, and so I was so excited to have you on because I just thought my audience needs to get your book because. Um, and I'm going to just show it again that it's um, prophetic community, and it's really it's God's call for all to minister in His gifts, yes. and. Can we talk just, uh, there's so many, there's so many places that I want to go with this conversation. <laughs> so, um, but can you talk about with this, how does a prophetic community? So let's talk about this. How does a prophetic community fit into God's kingdom plan, which you sort of talked about, but let's put it for the people that are like, I don't think I'm a prophet, but I'm prophetic. I'm trying to fit in the church. How does this prophetic community fit into God's plan?
1: Well, when you think about Jesus in the gospels, let's think about that for a minute. Jesus said, he told his disciples, well, every place that Jesus went, he was bringing healing, he was casting out demons, he was prophesying, he was announcing the good news of the gospels. So this, and and every time that he would heal someone, he would say, now the kingdom of God has come near. And then he told his disciples, now you go do the same. Mm. You go into every town, go to the highways and byways, everywhere that you are, and, and listen, what that means for each of us is that not every single one of us has to go to Africa to use our gifts. It means wherever I'm planted, that's my mission field. So my family, my workplace, my school, my neighborhood, my city, my state, my nation, and then beyond the nations if God sends you. But we do this everywhere we go. And so he said, go into these places, and when you go, heal the sick, cast out demons, announce the good news, you know, preach the gospel, which never means just words only, but you preach the gospel by a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. So go into these places, and then when you do these things, then announce announce the kingdom of God has come near you. So we are to bring the kingdom of God everywhere we go, and the kingdom means that we are demonstrating The power of the Holy Spirit, and doing mighty words and mighty deeds, just like Jesus did to complete his mission. Prophetic community is actually, I wrote this book not to talk so much about the gift of prophecy, though it's all about prophecy, but to uh, enlighten the church, about to bring again, to awaken the church to its true identity. In the New Testament, throughout Scripture, God is always looking for people who hear his words and then obey his words on the earth, like like walk them out, do his word work, I call it. <clears throat> and doing that, that's that's being a prophetic community, but it's actually even more than that. In the book of Acts, of course, he told the disciples, now go into the city and when you go in there, you're going to be clothed with power and you know wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you're going to be my witnesses. Well, to be a witness is actually what we just talked about, is to bring the kingdom Everywhere you go by miracles, signs and wonders, prophecy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So a prophetic community is a community of God who has received the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and who operate in all the gifts, but especially prophecy. In the Old Testament... Almost all the works of the Holy Spirit, when you look up every passage of Scripture that talks about the Holy Spirit, the, the primary the primary way that Holy Spirit moves is through the supernatural and through prophecy, prophetic utterance. In the New Testament, it is the same way. So it's biblically emphasized. It's the emphasize, emphasis of Scripture is on prophecy and the prophetic gifts. But now remember that prophets in the Old Testament, they also healed. Yes, they did. They just did. prophesied. They also healed. They also cast out demons. They also, you know, they gave direction. They foretold, they foretold, but they also healed and they operated in the supernatural. And it's the same in the New Testament. So a prophetic community is a community that recovers its get all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and especially prophecy so that we can do the mighty words and the mighty works of Jesus and fulfill his mission on the earth, which was to bring the kingdom of God. It's all about bringing the kingdom. So what does that look like? Well, in the book, I tell this one story and it's my favorite story and I'm gonna tell you about it. Okay, yes, It's, please uh, do it. please it's do it. my friend, Dr. Nick Gough, who actually is a Foursquare pastor in Montana. Wonderful. And uh, and he's actually a supervisor. He's a Foursquare supervisor. And he's a very, very close friend of mine and the guy is amazing. So we were in school together for uh, those four years and we would go places and every place we go, I mean, Nick is just at heart. He's like a prophetic evangelism, a prophetic evangelist, right? So he was amazing at bringing the kingdom and he did it through the prophetic and through healing. And so he would, we would go into a place, this book is this, this particular story is in my book, but we would, we walked into this one place and we have to walk in order to go have dinner. We have to walk through the bar. So we're walking through the bar and there's four of us and we walk through all pastors and we We get to the other end. We turn around. Nick's nowhere to be found. This is the normal for Nick. He just was always like this. And we turn around. There he is. He's at the bar. And he's talking to this girl. You know, there's all these people at the bar. And he's talking to this one girl. And we can see him. We know he's prophesying to her because this is what he does. He loves word of knowledge. He moves incredibly in word of knowledge. And he believes it's the best way to evangelize and bring someone to Christ. And it's just true. So he says to her, you know... um, listen, I feel like God's been speaking to me about you. And she sort of looks at him incredulously, like, you got to be kidding me. What's this person? Who is, who are you? What, you know, what's going on? And he says to her, you know, you've had, you've had three, you know, terrible relationships and your dad rejected you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she just looks at him like he is a nut. But the person next to her, the guy next to her, he starts screaming, going, man, that's right. That's exactly right. How did you know that man? How'd you know that? You know, and, and he says, well, you know, it's the Lord, Jesus speaks to us, speaks to me. And I feel like he said that. And so the girl didn't want anything to do with him, but, and, and she sort of pushed him off. So he started to leave and the guy gets up and follows him out. And then he starts to say to him, mock him, you know, and say, oh, anybody can do that. I can do that. And so Nick says, well, you can go ahead and try. Why don't you give me a word man? You know, (laughs) and uh, I couldn't do it, you know? And he says, well, you can't tell, give me a word, but I have a word for you. And he, and he reads his mail, right? Just reads his yep. mail about his childhood, the problem with his dad, that whole thing. And the guy just right there in the middle of the bar, just starts sobbing and Nick leads, leads him to a relationship with the Lord. Oh, wow. You yes. know, it was, it was beautiful, but this is bringing the kingdom right? And this is, part, this is what it means to be a prophetic community. Means, it means that we understand that our identity, not only as the priesthood of all believers, you know, John Wimber brought that to us, right? John Wimber is the one who, who actually made that a common saying that, that um, we, are, we, we uh, <clears throat> are the priesthood of all believers. We all move in this stuff, right? And then we have recently Bethel, who has done such a good job of bringing back royalty. You know, that's been there. That's That's been like their tagline, we're royalty, which really is about the kingship or the authority that we have when we walk, when we walk with Jesus, because Jesus was what? Prophet, priest, and king, right? And so I'm here to say that it's time to now recover the prophethood of the church. Prophethood is a term that was made popular by a scholar, Roger Strong said, and I used him in my dissertation. And, um, but But I love that, the prophethood of all believers. It's time that we reclaim that because we all can prophesy.
0: No, and I absolutely love that. In fact, um, on the podcast, we talk about different stories and people giving words of knowledge in the marketplace, because I'm a big person. I Yes, I pastor a church, but I have, like, you come, you get filled up, you go into the community, and you release right. it. That's what First Corinthians was all about, right? That when somebody comes in and hears prophecy, that they're going to be convicted and convinced that God is really real. And what better tool to evangelize our community than show the power of God is really real, and to yeah. not just in prophecy but it just opens the whole door and i love that i i do remember reading that story about nick in there and i was like oh the carter is the guy that i bring on the show that we talk about like his stories like a recent episode was what do a hindu an atheist and a muslim have in common which sounds like a funny joke but it wasn't um he was on a train to from montana back to washington state and he led all three of
1: them to the lord in one day I just, I just had a crazy experience uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I was coming, I was coming home from a leader, um, a women's leaders gathering, and I hopped in my Uber. You know, I mean, listen, this can happen anywhere, right? It doesn't have to be in a church service. And I hop in my Uber, and the the woman turns around. She says, she says, "Hi," and I was like, "Oh," I said, "Hi, what's your name?" And she said, "My name is Ruth," and I said oh Ruth you know Ruth was I just happened to be writing a message on Ruth and I said oh you know Ruth was a famous uh it's a book in the Bible and it's a famous woman in scripture and she said well yes I know because my grandmother actually named me after Ruth in the Bible that was it the Holy Spirit just dropped in the in the car you know and I I mean you know people think sometimes right you know this people think that they have to be all spiritual like Oh well, and the Lord says, and I've got the huge pubes. I know that this is the Lord. It's natural conversation, you know? yes. I just she said that, and I knew. Oh, and I so I just started telling her, you know, this is what this is what I've discovered about about Ruth. She was like this, and she was like this, and she was like this. And you know that your grandmother named you that because she was seeing that you were going to be just like her in this way, in this way, in this way. And then in the course of that, you start to realize, oh. The Holy Spirit is using my words, and you begin to tap in it more, into it more, right? I didn't go The, the Lord didn't do any of that. It was normal conversation. Oh, I start for to recognize, <laughs> right? I start to recognize that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me, and so then I really let it rip, and then it's you know, and I feel like God is saying this and this and this. She started crying. She was so uh uh stirred up she missed our off rap to the airport and uh, <laughs> we had to pull over at the airport I prayed for her she started crying it turns out that she'd been in the navy she had worked for the government but her husband had left her fallen on hard times she'd become homeless with her children and she was just barely making her way back now and doing Uber on the weekend and working a full full-time job and and she said the night before before when she went to bed she said she felt like the lord had said to her someone is going to speak to you and tell you what i'm saying and she said and here you are and she just couldn't stop crying she was so amazed and then i of course then i had to prophesy over you know what she was called to do and um and it was just the most beautiful moment but you know that's the kingdom and that's how we be a prophetic community everywhere we go
0: Oh, I love that. You know, people used to say to me, um, being a Christian is so boring. And before I found the Holy, <laughs> Holy Spirit, before I was filled, because I was in a conservative denomination until um, I was in my early 20s. And then when I found the Foursquare denomination and I got filled with the Holy Spirit and people would say to me, oh, there's all these rules and regular like You have no idea how free it is to be in relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, because it opens you up to this whole new world and you get to do exciting things. It's like an adventure every single day, every single day, every single day, every single day. Well, um, so Okay. this conversation is going really well. I have like all these other questions that I wanna talk to you about. So if you don't mind, if we carry this over into the next episode, um, but I wanted to read something that um, was about your book because I really think it ties into this as we're wrapping up. And then um, I would, I want you to tell people, how to connect with you. And then if you'll just kind of release something over us, but then we'll pick it up in the next week's episode. But I was thinking about when you were talking about how um, when Nick was in the barn, he was operating in words of knowledge. And he was saying this to the lady. It was just like what Jesus did with the woman at the well. It wasn't like, and thus saith God is speaking to me. He just had natural conversation. And I think that's the thing that people in the church need to understand today, because you said that several times. I didn't say that. I didn't make it weird. I just simply had conversation with her. The Lord began to download to you about her. And And isn't it so like God that the night before he warns her? Right. (laughs) That he warns her that, that you're coming. He, she doesn't know it's you, but that you're going to speak something so that she would be paying attention. I love that. Okay. So I want to read this. Um, you, um, said in, um, it's, it's on your PR sheet. I don't know if it's on the back of the book, but it says when the body of Christ recognizes that we are called to be a prophetic community, the voice of God will be released with fresh power in the church and in families in the halls of justice, and of education in places of business and of leisure and in the streets of every neighborhood city and nation amen Amen. will be changed communities will be transformed culture will be influenced and history will be made like That is what this book is all about because it's depositing the seeds and awakening things inside of people. And I am so glad that you wrote this book, Kim. I really am. Can you, um, I know I'm like dropping this thing. Like it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Like that is what the church has been crying out for, right? Yes. We've been crying out for a revival, but it's going to start with us as individuals and the church to finally step into our rightful place and to come into the kingdom with fresh power. And I just, I just love culture will be influenced and history is going to be made because communities are going to be transformed. That's right. Okay, I'm going to get off my little soapbox here because I carry this conversation over. But could you tell my listeners how they they can connect with you and how can they get a copy of your book?
1: Okay, um, you can connect with me through my website, Kim Moss Ministries.com, and my last name is spelled M A A S, two A's and one S, so it's Kim Moss Ministries.com. Um, you can get in touch with us at hello at Kim Moss.com. and uh, you can find me on Facebook, Kim Moss Ministries, you can find me on Twitter at PK Moss. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Kim Moss Ministry. So it's all about that. And, um, and those are the ways that you can connect with me. I always, um, I, I do uh, check my Facebook, actually, and uh, I try and stay in relational connection because I was a pastor for several years. And, and I think that's really important. So
0: I agree with you. And I, I try to do the same thing too. And people are like, how do you do that? And I'm just like, I just think it's important for us to, to yeah. stay connected with stay the body left. of Christ and really yes. just try, I do my best to try to stay in contact. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that pastor side of me that is doing that too. So well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. So um, would you, um, is there maybe a declaration or a prayer or something as we end this episode that maybe from the things that we've already talked about that you might be able to release over Um, our listeners? Sure. Let me pray.
1: Okay. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, just release over everyone who's listening to this, Lord God, I ask, Lord God, for a fresh impartation Mm -hmm. of the prophetic spirit. I'm asking, God, that you would open up their understanding to who they really are, Lord God, and the work they've been sent to do, Lord God. Father, that they would look at their life in a brand new way, that their eyes would be open to their workplace, Lord God, their eyes would be open to their family. God, their eyes would be open to their neighbors, Lord Jesus, and they would begin to hear the voice of the Lord say, Um, this is your mission field. Lord, I'm asking Lord Jesus that you would stir up their gifts not only the gift of prophecy, but power for healing, Lord God. Empower, Lord God, to see and understand when the enemy has come in like a flood, Lord God, that you raise up a standard against them. So I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that every single person within the sound of my voice would begin to hear, Lord God, how they are being given, Lord God, a commissioning, Lord God, to enter into this mission field and bring the kingdom of God. Lord, I'm asking that you give them an excitement for moving afresh in the gifts. And in the power, Lord God, I'm asking that you bring them the right resources. And I'm asking, Lord Jesus, that today they would be stirred up, Lord God, for revival in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. amen Amen. oh we received that
0: well thank you for listening to dare to hear the podcast where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of god thank you for listening today thank you kim for letting us carry this conversation over so listeners i'm sorry you're going to have to wait till next week till we carry on this conversation but we look forward to having you join us over there so with that we will see you and we will have listening ears next week Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you were encouraged in any way, we would love it if you would share it with your friends, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast channel, and please leave us a review wherever you're listening. I also want to let you guys know that my mom is doing a giveaway for her book, The Gift of Prophetic Encouragement, on her blog. So if you'd like to enter that, please head on over to www.debbiekitterman.com slash blog.